Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, football, college football, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, and your favorite casino and card games are available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Bienvenidos, señoras y señores, to another episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This episode of the Bleed Lows Podcast is en vivo. Estamos en vivo, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I just want to, I'm joined, as you can see, by the La Princesa de Picolandia and Babyface. Before we start getting into it, I just want to make a clarification here. And that is, our lives start at 7.10, just like the Dodgers game start at 7.10. So I know there might be some confusion that maybe we're going on at seven, but our lives start at seven ten. So uh, get, we're giving you guys a little uh, some text ten minutes there leeway, so you guys can get ready and and bring in the hot takes. So that being said, hello, it's like uh, CPT time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> for, for those of us that aren't playing at home, what is CPT time, Princesa? color people time all right there we go <laughs> totally I went over say, by it you, you know what my daughter calls it mommy time but you always give a little bit of room for mexicans and i don't want to exclude anybody so uh my former director larry at abc7 he's the one who told me cpt time cpt <laughs> time there we go so the bleed those podcast is on cpt time michael carrillo is already coming in hot we're already it's time for trades the offseason is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's official. The World Series has ended. So now, how are the Dodgers going to fix their Dodgers? Well, we already got to move already. The first day of the offseason, and we already got to move. And Michael Carrillo is already coming in hot, and that is the extension of Max Muncy. Michael Carrillo does not like this extension. Should have just picked up the option. Let's start off with that, Michael. So, uh, Babyface, can you give us the details? The option was for $14 million. The second year for 2025 is only $10 million. Is that correct? I'm sorry. And I accidentally kicked you off while I was trying to unmute myself. All right. Um, <laughs> so, a yeah. Good start. So, it's a, it's, time. It's, a two, it's two years, two years, $24 million, And then he has an option for a third year at ten. But the first year, he's getting a $5 million signing bonus. So, technically, he'd be... Seven million for this season, and then the next season would be another twelve. So yeah, so the option was fourteen. So essentially, they're getting them for seven after the signing bonus. 
So, look, in terms of, I, I think that's relatively cheap for this guy. Now, you know, Babyface, you said he had a career year last year, if we don't count the batting average, right? Yeah, I mean, if you go by by the home runs and RBIs, he matched his career high in, in home runs, 36, and RBIs was like, what, 108 or something like that. So, yeah, so. Yeah, if you're not looking at batting average, I mean, I don't expect Muncy to hit like 250, 260. He did, I think, like in his first season, he hit around there. But I don't really expect him to hit that. I mean, a lot of people, you know, we've discussed this a lot of times. We would like to see that, but that kind of isn't part of the game as much. Kind of he's like a Kyle Schwarber type of guy that's just going to go up there, get on base, knock in runs, and hit home runs, right? And that's kind of what Max Muncy does. Well, I... Princesa, what is your initial reaction to the fact that Max Muncy is not only back for next year, but barring he, he, I mean, that salary makes him a very interesting trade chip, which we're going to lead into a, a little later on. But there's a lot of people that were mixed, as you can see, the, the, the live already started and some people weren't happy about this. What is your initial thought about Max Muncy coming back? So my initial thought was not surprised. I didn't feel a type of way about it either way. The Dodgers have proven over and over that um, they've got a formula and Max Muncy has fit into their formula. And like Babyface just mentioned, he's not the worst player. Is he the best <laughs> player? Is he going to get us over that hump, especially concerning that bat? And I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I, I you know I always want to believe that the front office of the Dodgers, you know, have the team's best interest. But since losing, you know, getting since being kicked out of the playoffs the way they were, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, they need to do things differently, and this isn't different. And so I have myself received um, online and in my DMs a lot of Dodger fans upset. And one of the things they brought up were his errors and him being slower. And now he's just older and things like that. And I think that's coming from seeing those, you know, scrapper sepientes uh, doing their thing. They're young. A lot of stars that weren't stars, but now are going to be stars because of the World Series, that kind of thing. So I'm being honest. I, I don't, I, you know, Muncie's a friend of the carne asada. We love Muncie personally, but in thinking of the team, eh, I get meh vibes. I mean, they're saving money. That's the bright spot, right? The bright light. We're, we're uh, look at Efren. Efren coming in like a 76ers fan. Trust the pos uh, the process. Uh, look, for me, the money is not the issue. I mean, I, I, I think it's relatively cheap by today's standards to get if you we're get saving that, money. Yeah, if you get that same level of production. That to me is not the issue. The issue is the roster spot, okay? Because like what La Princesa just mentioned and what some of you guys are saying here on, on the live, at third base, he was a liability. I mean, my daughter would cringe every time they would hit the ball to him, right? Now, you can't move him to second base. He, he played second base. Now, the one year defensively that I thought he was really good was when he played first base. Well, you can't move him to first base because you got Federico there. You can't move him to second because I think we're going to see Mookie play the same amount of time that we saw him play second base this year. I, I think that's part of the plan now in the future for Mookie. You're going to see Mookie in right field. You're going to see Mookie at second base. Will we see Mookie at shortstop? Only if it's a necessity. 
because we can't forget that Gavin Lux is coming back next year. So that is my, that's what my question is, is I want to see how this works, right? How do they fill out the rest of the the roster? I think I knew that's the thing that I'm getting at. This contract is a very, very enticing tradable contract. So if the Dodgers, because again, this is about roster spots. They're going to, if they want to sign all these guys that they're rumored, they got to get more pitchers. They got to get Shohei, right? They got to make room in the roster. And we've talked about this before. That means some of these guys got to go. And in particular, some of these minor leaguers that are blocked, that we don't see a future in them. I know the name Michael Bush comes out a lot. Babyface, do you think we're going to see Max Muncy? Will he be here for all of 2024 and all of 2025? Is this a deal that is more a trade chip than necessarily filling out a roster spot? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it like that, like, you know, if this guy's going to get you 30 home runs, close to, you know, 100 RBIs or 100, I mean, that's a deal that most people will take, especially at $7 million, you know, next year. And if they hold on to him, you know, he starts the season, you know, get to the trade deadline and, hey, maybe he's included in a trade. And we just lost Alicia there. But, um, I mean, by that time, it's going to be, what, maybe $3 million left on, you know, for next year. So I would think that's definitely a tradable chip. And I think that's going to be enticing to a lot of teams, right? So, um, I mean, from that from that vantage point, you know, I, I'll take it. But, you know, like you said, you know, he is a liability at third base. So it's also, I think, also as a as an option, you know, if what happens if they don't get Shohei Otani, right? Here's a guy that could fit into the DH row. If, you know, no Shohei, no JD, you can use him there as well. So I think they got some options there with, with Max Muncy and, you know, we have to wait and see till you know spring training comes around and, and the start of the season starts. So, well, and, and that's why I want to withhold judgment here because I got to see what the rest of the moves are going to be, right? Because oh, you just said uh, obviously the Dodgers are big fish hunting, right? So Shohei is at the top of the list, right? Efren, who do they trade for? Look, that that's a very good question. Do they use Max Muncy to get more starting pitching? It seemed at the end of last year that that was the weak spot. Was this we didn't have enough pitching? But look, if you saw the postseason, you saw it seemed like a lot of teams didn't have enough pitching. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on what they do with the free agency. But in terms of the 40 man roster, it's just math at this point. They have more players than they have spots. So they're going to have to eventually get rid of because they have to make decisions on whether they're going to bring back. Blake Trinan, uh, who are some of the other players that have options that they need to make decisions on very quickly, babyface? Do you, I, I know Canelo wrote a piece for Dodgers beat with that. Do you do you have if you have yeah. that info, chime in on it? Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling it up. So the free agents is Kershaw, uh, Kike, JD, Peralta, Shelby Miller, Jimmy Nelson, Jason Hayward, Am Rosario, and Julio Diaz. Um, options. Lance Lynn, uh, he's 18 million or a million buyout. Probably not going to pick him up, right? And then the max monthly was settled. They have one on Joe Kelly for 9.5 million or a million buyout. Trinan, another guy they're probably not bringing back. Daniel Hudson um, and Alex uh, Alex Reyes, and I believe also uh, Brazier has one as well. 
So uh, look, let's uh, let's just pump the brakes right now and let's just see. I mean, this is just literally day one of the offseason, everybody. The Dodgers still need to to figure all this out, and then we'll go ahead and see what how this piece really fits. But in terms of, I think everyone knew that the Dodgers were going to pick up Max Muncy's option. I think what surprised people was the fact that they extended him. Now, what what that means, we don't know yet, so we're going to find out. Um, look, the reason this is day one of the offseason, the reason it's day one is because the World Series just ended. And the Texas Rangers won their first World Series ever. Okay, so as much as we Dodger fans want to complain, I want to throw this out here. Okay, I believe they were established. Babyface, correct me on this. Was it 1961 is when the Rangers were were established? Yeah, 61. So I saw a video and I don't know if anybody saw this on social media. There was a fan, an older fan. When the Rangers won, he immediately started crying. Like his wife said, I think you've cried, you cried more at the Rangers winning the World Series than your firstborn child, right? But as much as we'd like to complain as Dodger fans, can you imagine going, what, over 60 years not winning a World Series? I mean, we're losing our mind because we haven't won one since 2020. Princesa, what were your thoughts on that World Series? Is this low key a diss at the Padres because they've never won one? Or I'm just I'm, I'm look. Right I, 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 I have I'm show sorry. I have show pods shit on show pods later on in the show. No, so save no, that no. take. Save that take. That's, I have my that. that's my favorite part of the show, right? I actually do. You know, I don't hate anybody. That was just I saw it and I went for it. You know, I took a swing. I took us. It was too easy. Um, how do I feel about the World Series? I love baseball. I watched most of the games i did not watch the final game because i knew they were going to win and i knew it would make a great story and that's awesome for texas rangers fans um but yeah congratulations you know it was there's a lot of sports going on right now it's october so i'm not gonna apologize if i might be distracted elsewhere i mean you know Lakers are on, LEFC's in the playoffs, the Kings are back. There's there's a lot going on, not to mention USC football. So <laughs> I might just be not, you know, great. I will say back to the people that have messaged me, thank you. I love all the passion Dodger fans. They were not, they were half and half. So I even have family members who were like, Corey Seager, because they loved him when he was a Dodger. But I have other Dodger fans that have messaged me and they point out that they wish Corey Seager was still here. Other fans are like, I can't stand that he won. You know, I didn't have any team. So I felt like it was mixed on my end, my circle and and the people I speak with on social media. How was it for you guys? Well, before we go there, because you come from the TV world, I'm curious your take on this because... This there's a big hoopla made that this is the lowest rated World Series, right? And guess what? The second one they just beat, and that was the Dodgers and the Rays in 2020. That one was a, a low rated World Series. I have a theory, but you come in, you understand the TV numbers, and you already laid out a pretty good reason. There's just a lot of counter programming, right? But for me, I hear I see a lot of people say, "Well, Major League Baseball doesn't know how to market." Uh, the, these teams, Major League Baseball doesn't do a good job of marketing their individual players. Their I mean, 
I mean, maybe what they need to do is somebody in Major League Baseball needs to date Taylor Swift. If they do that, I think <laughs> I think the numbers would go through the roof. But Princesa, does this not speak more to the fact that baseball has become a regional sport? So if your team's not in it, you're not watching. And guess what? I'm guilty of this. The Dodgers got eliminated. Major League Baseball's season's over for me. I occasionally, I'll put it on just because I'm yeah. curious as to what's going on. But it is not appointment television for me. And that is a problem that I don't know if Major League Baseball can solve, Princesa. What do you think? Well, you just answered your own question. The, it is regional, and they do not, MLB, do a great job. They're, they're kind of behind in terms of the major three sports in this country. I feel like we've talked about this before, but the numbers don't lie. That there, It is a very regional sport, and I don't think Major League Baseball does enough to get kids loyal. Like, I feel like there's still a lot of older puppet, you know, masters in Major League Baseball that are like purists, you know, and they're getting left behind because not to bring up like the TikToks and the stars of other, you know, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I mean, to answer your question, you are absolutely right. Um, I feel like they're trying to catch up, which is why they changed the format. But I feel like that playoff format blew up in their face because we all know here that if it had been the Dodgers and another, you know, you know, one of those teams, Astros, like that would have been, ooh, right? I mean, even anyway, that's my answer to your question. I absolutely agree with you. And uh, they need to do a lot more to get loyal young viewers that stick with baseball because that's why I ended up watching some of the game some of the games because I do love the sport I even listened on the radio just trying to keep up while I was driving but yeah it was not in my I did not desire to watch that last game maybe if I just been sitting at home baby face you watch it <laughs> well you know like the people on the live have been saying if it was two big market teams Guys, I got news for you. When the Dodgers and the and the Red Sox were in the World Series, that World Series didn't do it. I mean, it did better than this, but it didn't do as good as when the Cubs were in the World Series or other World Series. So I, I guess my thing is this, babyface, do you ever think it's going to go back to national prominence? Is this just baseball is now a regional sport and that's it. We have to accept that. No, it's fixable. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, like I said, it is all regional. I mean, I mean, you had Texas and Arizona, right? Texas, I guess, is a pretty large market, right? But outside of Texas, there probably wasn't that many. The viewership probably wasn't huge, right? Yeah. I mean, to answer your question, I watched it. I mean, because, like I said, I love baseball. So no matter what, like, I'm, I'm watching baseball just because I need to watch baseball, right? And, I mean, I, I thought it was great for Texas to win, to win their first their first title, all that, you know, the, the feel-good stories of that, you know, that older gentleman, right? I was thinking about that. Yeah. Relating that to when the Dodgers, right, the big gap the Dodgers had, you know, none of their fans have seen the team win since 88, right? So all those moments to me is like, hey, that's pretty cool, right? But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to get back to the to the days of, like, when, like, you were, you've mentioned this a lot. Like, when we were kids, we knew all the players, right? Guys that played yeah. on the Yankees, guys that played on the Mets. And there was TV shows, right? There was like this week in baseball, right? And, yeah. and you'd have you'd have shows like that, like every Saturday morning, and you're seeing all these different players. Right? I remember seeing like Dave Concepcion, Johnny Bench, like all these different guys, right, from all these other teams. 
And I think that's how we grew up. We knew baseball all around. But now you ask kids today, right? It's, it's like their market only. It's like L.A., I'm from L.A. I know my guys here in L.A. I'm from Arizona. I know my guys in Arizona, and that's pretty much it. And I don't know how they're going to get outside of that. Hey, Tessa, come on in. Um, so I agree with you, Babyface, but it is fixable. I just think they're they're waiting. They're they need some new blood in their marketing, in their social media, and let's take the video games for example. Um, do you know anybody? Do you have? I have a lot of family members that play video games, older and younger. Older me, younger, younger, <laughs> and they never play baseball. And it's, it's like not even, I don't even know if any of them own the game. I don't, I'm just saying there are ways. Um, it starts with marketing their stars, pushing Mike Trout on the audience for how many years. never happened. Mike Trout as the face of baseball, sorry, it just never took off, did it? Just because they told us that he was. And then the way they shit on players that were fun and, and bat flipping and animated and They've changed their their um, responses to that now, but don't you think it might be a little late? I mean, they just they just kind of ruined the experience. And I'm saying that as a Dodger fan who knows that part of being a Dodger fan, a huge part is going to Dodger Stadium. It is an experience, and we travel a lot to a lot of other stadiums. I don't know how many other sports um, teams do that, especially in baseball, right? I mean. So they're, they're, they're not helping themselves. It's, it's almost like the fans, groups like Pantone, are taking the, that marketing upon themselves <laughs> to get the Dodger fans, you know, going. But I, I really feel for other teams. I mean, you can't, you can't get fans into other stadiums, Florida. So I just don't know why they are taking so long. And then when I, you know, my journalism classes, and we're talking in the 90s at USC, the sports journalism, there were people who wanted to work in baseball. NFL was the granddaddy, and it still is. You know, Kirsten um, Watson? Yeah. She, um, I believe, was leaning towards football. She wanted a career in the NFL. And lucky for her, she got the Dodgers job, but, you know, she had to quickly, you know, learn Dodgers baseball and stuff. But, again, um, that's not, it's not the go-to and I, and I feel like I'm betraying baseball. I love baseball, but you guys understand what I'm saying? It's like they're hurting, MLB's hurting themselves. There are all kinds of different ways. So I don't want you guys to say that it's going to always be this way. That It is fixable. It's just on them to fix it. I mean, like it you said, like, like, you know, they've had Mike Trout, right? The Mike, Mike Trout was the face of baseball, right, for so many years. And now you got Shohei Otani, right? Like, I mean, these guys are huge, right? And especially Shohei, right? Worldwide, right? Shohei Otani. It's going to be interesting to me to see if Shohei Otani, you know, ends up signing with the Dodgers. How, because if he's on the Dodgers, like how, how much marketing can you do with Shohei Otani on the Dodgers, right? That's going to be global if, if, if that would happen, right? But to me, I feel like we heard a lot about Shohei Otani this year and the last, last year, uh, just for some reason, because he's not, a Dodger. I, for some reason, think that if he becomes a Dodger, all that Shohei Otani talk that we've heard of outside, outside, you know, clubs, outside, you know, commentators from this area, I think they're going to take a step back just because he's a Dodger. I don't know if they'll take a step back, but I think if I think if Shohei, if Shohei becomes a Dodger, Shohei becomes the villain, and to what 
Alicia was talking about, we've lost the characters in Major League Baseball, right? Because these guys don't like to talk. You know, we they don't like to show their personality. And the few that do show the personality, we have the old heads that sit there and say, come on, man, act like you've been there before. You're a professional. Like, as much as you got, everybody hates Bumgarner, Bumgarner was a villain. You love to hate him, right? You knew who Bumgarner was because you were like, "Go get it out of the ocean," right? Did you see? Did you see that video that was going around during the ALCS when Altuve hit his home run and Garcia hit his home run, and they were comparing them side by side? Yeah. Altuve didn't flinch; he just hit the home run. He ran the bases, and Garcia, like, he hit the home run. He, you know, he walked, he bat flipped, and then he finally started taking off. And people were making a big deal of that, I was saying like. Dude, act like you've been there before, right? I mean, but it's, right. it's just, who got the hate? Who yeah. got the hate? It's Garcia different, did. It's, it's like two different generations, I think, right? Right. But there's so, a lot it, more older fans than there are younger fans, and and that's gonna hurt them, and especially in big markets where we have a lot of choices, right? I mean, we're not the Atlanta Braves. We're not. Um, I mean, even Philly, you know, they have the Eagles. Uh, Boston has. There's like. Don't get me started on the Yankees, but at least their, their Mets fans are diehard. The Cubs and the Sox, we know who, who dominates there. I just named you major cities, and then whom else? Like, I feel like if Atlanta had been in the World Series, people would have watched because they sprawl out. They own kind of the Midwest, right? But the Dodgers, yeah, we're not in it, and we have a big fan base that is global. Um. Yeah, I I don't I don't know what else I could say about it. I feel like I I feel like I'm being mean. I've been mean this whole time, and I'm gonna stop now. It's not about being mean. It's a it's like what you said though, Princesa. We love the sport. We want the sport to succeed. So when we keep hearing uh, nobody's watching it, what that means is, and somebody in the chat said this. I think it was Michael Carrillo. There was a time where we could watch baseball for free on regular television. And now we can't do that. So if people stop watching baseball, there's no motivation to put baseball back on free TV because everyone's going to say, well, nobody watches it. Right. So that's the thing is can't the question is can and somebody in the chat, I think it was uh, Philip Lopez who said this, you know, Baseball lost a lot of fans in COVID, and that's a problem, right? It's just like what you're saying is as all these older fans died during COVID, and now we don't have the younger baseball fans who are as passionate as those older baseball fans. I thought when when Beto Duran was on the show, he said a very interesting thing about what the Chargers do and what the Rams do, Mm -hmm. and that is giving jerseys to young kids. Like Mm -hmm. they are going after young kids, and that's how you build it. I know like the Dodgers, for example, they do the, it used to be the RBI program and now they gave it some other name, but when they go in and they fix up baseball fields, right. Yeah. In, in inner cities, build a dream. Yeah. The, 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 the foundation, right. That's getting kids to be interested, right. At a young age. But how do you keep that interest? Because as they get older, they see football, they see basketball. And I always go back to this. They see how the money has changed in football and in the NBA. Those are sports where you're going to get paid really quickly. In Major League Baseball, yeah, dude, you're going to get paid if you're really good, and it's guaranteed. But guess what? Minimum at least three or four years in the minor leagues. 
You're yeah. going to be out there in Hoboken. Who the hell wants to do that? If I'm already a good athlete, I can go play basketball or I can go play in the NFL and I'll get paid really quickly. And sometimes these are people who are making these decisions because they got to help their family. If you hear that story with Scottie Pippen and how he took that contract with the Bulls, which was clearly underpaying him, but he did it because his family needed the money. I, I, I mean, Major League Baseball is in a very precarious to, because they're making money at the gate. Like fans are going to the games, but like Efren says, TV, and this is why I don't think the playoff format is going to change is because there's just too much money in, in the playoff format. They need programming. They need programming when they don't have the NFL and they don't have the NBA. And look who just chimed in here. Sports Empire just showed up, everybody. Oh, it's going to be a good show because let me tell you, Sports Empire, he's a common man. He's <laughs> Sports Empire. And let me tell you something about the common man. So... um. I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. I know a lot of people want to talk about Corey Seager. Princesa, uh, go ahead. You brought up the other sports that young people, you know, and the Dodgers fans, they do. The foundation does a really good job with youngsters. They give away. I've been privy, privileged to help give away Dodger backpacks and stuff. So they're doing their job. I don't know if the MLB is kind of pushing or helping fund the other teams that need to be doing that. The other teams that need to keep the baseball lights on at night, the other teams that need to help working parents get their kids to their games, things like that, free uniforms, all that needs to happen because that that's not happening in other communities, especially communities that are underserved. One more thing. There are a lot, I have nephews. They don't want to play sports. Guess what they want to do? To be on the video on the phone they want to be gamers and there's money in that too so there's a lot of competition for baseball i'm just saying i'm done uh, michael carrillo you're i i agree with you i think that's where the growth in baseball is is international you know yep. and we talked about that league that we uh we talked uh, the other uh, on the other show that we all laughed about in dubai but look the, there's money there's money in the rest of the world so if people in the United States don't want to support baseball and the rest of the world does, they'll go ahead and do it that way. But I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on Corey Seager because what I saw, I mean, Corey Seager had a great World Series. Maybe just Corey Seager is just built to play in that stadium because in 2020 when the Dodgers won the World Series, it was in that stadium. He did it again in this stadium. But the narrative, that the Dodgers didn't want him, that the Dodgers gave up on him. Guys, I just don't know if there's any truth to that. The problem is this. We're never going to know how much the Dodgers offered Corey Seager. Babyface, I know you think he never, he didn't want to be here. So it doesn't matter what the Dodgers offered him. He wasn't going to sign it. Even if it was like a $20 million difference between what the Rangers were offering him and what the Dodgers were, but no one's ever going to release that figure. So, but I mean, this narrative that the Dodgers didn't want him, I, I just, I don't buy into it. The, the player has a choice in this too, right? It's two people are involved here, okay? The Dodgers can make the offer, but Corey Seager, and maybe this happened, let's not forget, he's a Scott Boris client. Did Boris go to the Dodgers and say, this is what it's going to take to keep him? And if the Dodgers said, hey, you know what? That's too rich for us. 
I don't think it's because the Dodgers weren't willing to tell him the Dodgers wanted him, but they wanted him at his price. What, what say you, babyface? Isn't Texas also one of those states that where the tax uh, yeah. is a lot less, right, than LA? Yeah. So Dodgers, if they whatever you got in Texas, right, Dodgers are gonna have to be paying 20, 30 million right over that just to kind of match that, right? So I mean the thing with, with Corey, like you know, it was always like he wanted to be closer to home to North Carolina. He's a little bit closer out in Texas. And I mean, I totally, it's great. You know, he's doing his thing over there and he, and he had a great world series. Um, but a lot of people make it thing. Like, I do think he is a postseason player. Like he can step up in that moment. Yes. But as with any other player, you don't know if it's going to happen, right? Like you don't know if it's going to happen this time around. Cause if you go back and look at Corey Seager's numbers throughout his playoff career, He's had two really good 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 uh, postseason, 2020 and 2023. The other years, not very good. And if you put Corey, say if we had Corey and you put him in this Dodgers lineup, like right now, would that have made a difference? I don't think so, right? Like yeah. we, we've heard so many times, hitting's contagious, right? So if the rest of the Dodgers lineup was like cold, maybe Corey gets a couple of hits here and there, but that's it, right? I mean... You can't assume that one guy is gonna is going to do everything. Like we've discussed this many times as well, the entire team has to be hot. The, the, there's more. There's more than there was more than one guy than Corey Seager, right? That was hitting in that Texas lineup, right? There was guys throughout it sprinkled that were getting their hits, big hits, and that's what you need. The problem with the Dodgers has been nobody hits. It comes to the yeah. postseason, and everybody goes cold, and you're not going to win that way. I mean, Princesa, he has a point there where, look, the Serpientes were really hot, and then all of a sudden they showed up in Arizona, and they couldn't they couldn't hit anymore. And it seemed like it just happened overnight. Like, they could have very easily, if Seawall doesn't blow that game in game one, they could have gone to Arizona up 2-0. Instead, it's 1-1, and then what happened to them is what happened to the Phillies, it's what happened to the Doyers, right? We have all these people that come on the show and tell us all the time, man, that you can't explain it. You're asking me to explain something that can't be explained. It can happen overnight. All these teams got cold. The Rangers didn't get cold. The Rangers never lost a road game in the whole postseason. That's insane. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And, and we all really like their manager and, Maybe there's something in the water. I don't know. We've had just Beto Duran. He was just on and said, can't explain the playoffs. And that's why we all hold our breath when the Dodgers get there. And as Dodgers fans, we are very spoiled because we're always there. <laughs> we just never quite make it <laughs> over the hump. And, I mean, you guys are being very generous when you say the bats went cold. But there's a reason that Mookie bets is is Mookie Betts and I'm sorry he's if you don't want to lead by being the motivational guy or the mentor that's fine but you at least should lead with your back you should at least lead with this is how we do it I don't know what happened I'm sure he did not want to you know have that kind of postseason but he sure bounced back from it pretty quickly I don't know if you guys got these kind of reactions but I was being sent a lot of messages when Mookie showed up as a MLB uh, correspondent. A lot of messages about, oh, I guess, you know, he's not affected or worried about it. And I was just like, you know, 
I mean, it's his job. He's not the person, right? He's more than a baseball player. He's human. We talk about that all the time. But I, for one, was definitely bummed out that he could not perform in the postseason again. So I like that Babyface brought up that Corey Seager doesn't own the postseason, but he has for two of the seasons. And now he's going, he, he's going to be remembered as one of the few, what is it, three guys now that have won multiple World Series rings with multiple teams. Hey. Shout out Reggie Jackson. Watch that documentary. It's dope. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you went there, so let's go ahead and segue there, guys. Um, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do the Dodgers have a Mookie problem? And this is what I mean by the Mookie problem. We're talking, uh, I see the ch- the comments here in the chat. Why are we talking about Seager? He's not even on the Dodgers anymore. Like, who cares, right? I don't know how much of this is real, but if you guys see the uh, the commentary on social media that's coming from Dodger fans is there's a lot of anger directed towards Mookie Betts. And, and, and this is all about championships. I don't know if this is the Michael Jordan syndrome where all of a sudden it's, hey, it's all about winning championships. And if you don't win a championship, you suck. You're, you're a bum. You know, you don't even, you know, you don't deserve our appreciation. The guy's going to be in the running to win the MVP. He's not going to win, but the guy's in the running to, to be an MVP. In August, all I heard was how great Mookie was. Everybody's like, can you believe the tear that Mookie was on? And then come September and then in the playoffs, who the fuck is this guy? Get this guy out of my team. I, I don't want this guy on my team. He's a loser. Now, mind you, the guy won you a World Series already. The guy won a World Series in Boston. This is how I'm going to tie it into the Corey Seager thing. Corey Seager wanted a long to- a long-term contract. Babyface, what did he, how many years did he end up getting with the Rangers? So 10 years, 10 years. Okay. So what you guys are telling me is this is you guys would be willing to spend the 10 years as long as we win one championship, because I don't believe that because you guys get pissed every year. We don't win. Right. So it's basically, if we're going to give you those 10 years, I want 10 championships. Mookie was signed for like what? 12 years. Right. He already won a championship, and I get it. He has not performed the last two, three postseasons. I get that. But do you guys even like baseball? Like, is it fun for you guys to just crap on these teams? It has been enough time now for me where I've taken the emotion out of the fact that the Dodgers lost, okay? And as I've told you guys many times, you can't hurt me anymore because I'm a (laughs) Dodger fan. But all I'm saying is this, the amount of hate that Mookie gets. Okay, he's a correspondent. Bill Shaken wrote a, a great, uh, he had an interview with Mookie. And he asked him about being a correspondent. And his wife had said to Mookie, you're going to have a midlife crisis once you're done playing baseball. 
Now, I talked to Mookie about this because when I interviewed him about his podcast, when I asked him, Mookie, why are you doing this? And he's like, I, wa I want people to get to know baseball players better because people don't know baseball players better. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we were talking about earlier, about why people don't watch baseball? We want to know. We'll be in, engaged more if we know about these people. So Mookie is doing effort, is making an effort to try to grow the game. Mookie at the All-Star game wore a shirt that said more African-Americans should be playing baseball. Like Mookie does all this stuff. So all these other things that Mookie does, do we just throw it out? It doesn't matter. All that matters is what he does on the field during the postseason, not during the regular season. The postseason is all that matters, because if that's the case, why do we watch baseball in the regular season, Princesa? Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I, I wish I wrote these down and I can't pull them up because I'm using my phone. The messages I get from Dodger fans and they, they they vent to me a lot. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. You know, we need hugs. <laughs> is Mookie Betts is paid to be a star. He is a star. And if Mookie wants to parlay that into bowling championships and correspondence and having, you know, a top podcast on Spotify, Mookie has every right. Nobody is saying he doesn't. But they, they feel burned when we have to sit back in October, we as Dodger fans, and watch them continue to act like they don't care because that was one of the complaints about the Dodgers is that they did not get fired up in the postseason. They just sat there looking dejected and lost. And you, I mean, we've talked about this. We've heard other people make these comments. So I feel like Dodger fans are emotional. Like you just said, you took the emotion out of it. Bravo one. But <laughs> They obviously did not because they see it as, I don't know, Mookie's forgetting how horrible it felt to be swept, how embarrassing it was to once again, you know, they have to wear it. As a Dodger fan, you have to wear it like you lost to the Padres in the postseason. You lost to Arizona, the teams that they owned during the regular season. So kind of doesn't make sense for them. It, it is, it is mind-blowing that you can't perform – that MVP style like you did in August, Mookie, when you need it the most, which is the postseason. And I know you're like, well, do you even love baseball? Of course we love baseball. But I'm sorry, you're paid the big bucks and you get the marquee, your sign, Mookie Betts and others. <laughs> and yet you don't show up in the postseason. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what I've been told by Dodger fans. Now, we here on the Bleed Lows Baby Face, you're, you're a witness. We always try to remind fans that they are human. They're more than baseball players. But, again, I mean, Mookie's paid to be, you know, the first at bat. And it starts at the top. And he and Freddie disappeared. Freddie deserves some of this, too. But was Freddie a correspondent for MLB at – I feel like if he would have done that, we would still be – like, the, the same thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Weren't there complaints about Mookie when he was bowling instead of practicing? Or I already forget the story because I'm trying to take emotion out of it. But it seems like Mookie just – maybe this is being a star. You attract all that love but also the hate, so, I guess. So, so, I have, so I have a question. So I hear this a lot. Oh, they don't care. They don't act like they care. What do they need to do to act like they care? Do they got to freaking go on a tirade and, like, throw their equipment and, like, cuss out – 
the post they the you know what they need the to do session. they need to record a video of themselves crying every day saying i'm going on a hunger strike i don't deserve to eat because i failed a city i deserve to die i am worthless that is what i think that's the blood they want because i, I look i gotta remind people and i saw this with nobody thinks anybody's worse than philadelphia phillies fan after the game philadelphia phillies fan absolutely ripped Bryce Harper, yeah. they ripped Trey Turner, they ripped all those guys. Yeah, fire them all. I saw all those videos. Just a series <laughs> earlier, every Dodger fan was telling me we should have signed Bryce Harper. I wanted Bryce Harper on my team. It it happens, right? And look, guys, I was with you guys. I was upset. I'm the one that tells you all the time they're going to lose. They're going to lose, right? So it's your fault. Yeah, but, that, this, <laughs> but this is this is what I'm saying. It's just like there is no rational explanation. When was the last team a team repeated as a World Series champion, Babyface? I mean, it's been a while. I can't remember the top off. It's of my the head. Yankees. Yeah, yeah, right. It's been the Yankees. Yeah, right. Early, early two thousand, right? Nineteen, late nineties, right? So I mean, I don't, I don't understand, like. I get it. People don't want to see Mookie at the World Series, but like you said, uh, to your point, he is growing the game, right? He is going out there. He is kind of letting it be known, hey, this is a baseball player. This is a professional baseball player, an elite baseball player, right? He's being out there. But then again, too, it's like, you know, you see the comments like, oh, go go in the cage. Go go do... Yeah. What good is <laughs> him in the cage in October going to do him in April or October of next year, right? What Did good is that going to do him? Did he give any kind of formal, like, sorry, we screwed up again? Kind of Here thing? is the quote. Here is the quote. Um, he says, I have to do better. That's pretty much it. I have to do better no matter what. So Mookie is saying what you guys are saying, that he has to be held accountable, that he has to do this. But nobody's hearing it, right? Everybody I don't remember is, that. So. And, and, that's, <laughs> and so what is that? Is that a result of the messaging? It's not getting out there. Does Mookie need to go on every show and say, guys, I know I failed you, no, but I'm going to do bad. I mean, why? nobody's hearing it because he did say he was accountable. I mean, Wait, Federico. Did he say that right after they lost? Or was this like a few days later, like buried under? He, he did it when they lost. Yeah, then, he did it when they he, lost. He, and then he, he just did it again right now during mm -hmm. the World Series. Okay, that's so. awesome. So... I mean, maybe we could clip those and we can send them or I could send them when, you know, I get this hate stuff towards Mookie. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. We, you know, the Dodger fans would have been upset if he had not worked. I mean, he is working and he is growing the game, like you said. But what if we saw him in Cancun, like on a banana boat, right? Like, would that have made them happier? No, I just... Maybe just being miserable is being a Dodger fan, at least in October. <laughs> and, and the thing October was baseball equals sad Dodger fan. The, the thing with baseball, right? And baseball players, they always stress this, right? Is you have a bad game, tomorrow's a new day, right? They, they don't hold on to what happened like the previous day. I mean, I get it in the playoffs and we hear this, we hear this from players all the time. Yeah, it stings. And, you know, it, they've, they've told us, hey, it bugs us, right? Probably through spring training, right? But they're just not showing it, like outwardly showing it. But it does bug them. Like, you know, we've talked to Muncie and, and guys that have told us that, right? So, but I think that that is the mentality of baseball players. Like, hey, we lost today. Life goes on tomorrow, right? We continue to 
to do stuff. And like we said, baseball players are human and they're going to do stuff. They're going to go to Lakers games, right? They're going to go watch the World Series. They're going to do stuff, right? I mean, we can't expect them to be sitting around in their in their house just moping. So, Juan, from, you led into this whole Mookie thing. Um, oh, I did? Are you, saying, <laughs> are you saying that Dodger fans should just not want to win the World Series? We should just be satisfied with, you know, winning the division and winning 100 games. Is that what you're saying? No, uh, I, I'm not saying that. When, <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm saying, and I think Michael Carrillo said this, um, the problem is, is get losing in the NLDS two years in a row. That's, to teams that's the that problem. they dominated during the regular season. That's the problem, and I, I think that's where the frustration is coming out. But what I'm saying is, is it's okay to be angry, but sometimes I feel we take it too far, and it's like, don't act like we're not going to be watching them next year. Don't act right. like we're not going to be at the stadium, you know, cheering them on, and we're going to be suckers again and think, yeah, they're going to do it. I, I just, for me, and I was very critical of them, and now some time has passed, but I just seeing some other uh, fans' reactions, I sat there and I looked at myself going, God, is that how I'm coming off? Am I coming off that way to, to be just – that critical uh, of someone who's trying it's not like they didn't try like i said i thought the phillies were going to sweep the serpientes in four we've talked about this in other episodes i think everybody was like all right the dodgers are going to lose in the nl in the nlcs i think everybody would have taken that because if we're being realistic we knew okay they're not going to they don't have enough pitching to get past the NLCS to get into the World Series but for some reason i feel like mookie now has just become the lightning rod and i think what makes it worse and we're going to talk about this is what he said about Trevor Bauer half of the uh, half of the dodger fans were really pissed off about what he said about Trevor Bauer the other half were just like there's nothing wrong with that. He has a personal relationship with him, but it's like it's gotten to the point where Mookie, anything Mookie does, he wipes his ass the wrong way and they want his head, you know, for it. And I'm just like, where did that come from? Because, look, Princessa, you have said this many times. I don't know if Dodger fans were like that before. Angry? Where they booed our own team? <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. the, the booing of the own team is fine, but the fact that they it's like, dude, Mookie Betts is not Jose Offerman. Mookie Betts is not Billy Ashley, okay? Mookie Betts is not a chump. And, he, and for us to be treating him, for the yeah. I, I mean, this is an elite player. For a period of time, there were people that thought it was him and Mike Trout were the best players in. in in all of Major League Baseball. And now we're talking about him as this guy wants to be a bowler. And he was like, hey, guess what? He's a major leaguer because he can, he's a much better athlete. So guess what? He can bowl, but then he can also play baseball. I, I, that's, that's, you know, Rafael says it. We've turned into Boston fans and that's what it is. It's like, guys, we have great weather here. We're on the West Coast. Why are we miserable? Yeah, I get it. We want our team to win. But at the same time, don't we have to take into account? Let, I'm putting this out there, babyface. Couldn't it also just be that the rest of Major League Baseball has caught up to the Dodgers? 
I think it, the, the Mookie thing, I think it's just a social media age now. Like we see we, players that choose or anybody that chooses to let other people into their lives to see what they're doing outside of baseball. And now I guess people feel that they have a right to say whatever they want to say about them, them doing basically living. Right. I mean, there's guys that don't do anything. They don't post anything. Right. You can go back. Trout doesn't post a lot. You know, there, there's guys that never will post. They have a social media, but they won't post. Right. I mean, is that what we want from Mookie Betts? Like, don't post anything, you know, just, you know, but, you know, he obviously wants to, like I said, grow the game, right? And, yeah, of course, we want Mookie Betts to go out there and deliver in the playoffs, right? And he hasn't done it. Who's to say next year? He he does, right? He goes out and he performs, right? And he, he's, he's not going to do it every game, though, right? Because we've seen that. That's not going to happen from every player. No, no player is going to deliver every game. You know, like Freddie Freeman. It's super rare for Freddie Freeman to go into those slumps that he does, but they usually only last like three, four days. If that series would have went four or five games, I bet you Freddie Freeman has a couple of hits in game four and yeah. five, right? Because he snaps out of it. It's just things that happen, right? And it happens at the wrong time. And that's just what it is. And that's something the Dodgers need to change next year. Yeah. I I, I mean, and look, in terms of, of the Trevor Bauer thing, this is one thing I will say about that is, there was a report last year that said that the Dodger players didn't want Trevor Bauer back in, you know, when he was put on leave, obviously Mookie came out there and said it. I think there's more people in that clubhouse that played with, with Trevor Bauer that feel the same way as Mookie, you know, just the same way. I, I don't know if people will defend what Julio Diaz did, but I guarantee you there are people in that Dodgers clubhouse that would probably say the same thing about Julio Urias that Mookie said about Trevor Bauer. Like, I'm thinking of Victor Gonzalez. I think Victor Gonzalez will say, hey, dude, Julio's my friend. You know, he's he, he was an idol. He's a guy that I looked up to. What it does is it brings upon this, like, look, we like the sport, right? We like watching competition. We can't put these guys up on a pedestal, right? Because... Uh, Babyface, you said that we don't know who these people are. So for us to to criticize these people for what they do off the field, is that really our place? Should we just be focusing on the fact we didn't win this year? All right, we'll give it a try next year. We're gonna we're all gonna be rooting for them again next year. No, did he say that? You disagree? You well, you you asked Babyface, so um. You know, oh, I, I'm sorry. I I uh, I think it kind of ties in with what Babyface just said. Social media, and people are very brave. Fans are very brave when they're safe behind their phones or on their laptops or their iPads. They talk all the shit they want, but I know they wouldn't say that to Buki's face. I know they wouldn't tell Trevor Brown. They probably ask for pictures. I feel like. Um, that was a little bit of a insight, a little behind the scenes of what you just said, Juan. I mean, they are, they are humans. They spend a lot of time. Baseball players spend more time with their teams than their own families. So I, I'm not surprised that Mookie said, I love that man. Is that what he said about Trevor Bauer? Yeah, I love that man. Um, I feel like that's very brave for Mookie to just be like, I'm who I am. And you can't tell me who to love. And we are not the worst thing we've ever done. And honestly, I don't want to get into Trevor Bauer and especially being a female, but he wasn't charged. 
and he didn't do time, what Trevor Bauer is now, he's a PR liability. Trevor Bauer did freaky things and this Puritan hypocritical society we live in cannot talk about it. We just want to vilify someone who steps out of the norm. So that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get into it. But I think it's very brave that Mookie is like, I'm, I, these are my friends. We, you, we as fans cannot tell him who he's going to love, who he's going to hang out with. And maybe we all should take a step back. And like you said, Juan, we shouldn't put athletes on pedestals. They are very human. They play a child's game for a living and they make a lot of money. But what did we say recently? Or I said, like, love your life, like your sports. And then maybe I wouldn't be so miserable in October. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there you go. Right, baby face? Yeah. I'm, like you said, you know, we we can we can view these players. We can love them. We can love what they do for, for the team, the city, right? But like you said, we don't know their personal business. We don't know what type of person they are off the field and stuff can happen. Right. And then that's when fans are like, crap, like, like how'd that happen? Right. Like I, I didn't see that coming. We don't know them. Right. And then you just got to take what they give us, what they do on the field and, and, and root for them on the field and, and kind of leave it at that. Right. That's kind of where, where, where I leave it. Well, ahead, with, um, with Julio, I think that hurts more or not that this is a competition let me rephrase that the thing with julio is he was given a second chance and he he still allegedly you know did what he did and that i think people were like come on right i mean bauer doesn't even get that second chance so um and i'm not saying he deserves it please don't come at me i'm just comparing the two and why um i feel like i agree with you in the sense that someone like gonzalez would most definitely, I think, if given a platform, say, like, no, Julio is, you know, we were friends. And that that's not going to happen because baseball doesn't encourage this. We, you started the show with that yeah, that reminder that baseball players are, are, are different and they're taught to be different in the minor leagues. You don't talk. Shoot, I think they're taught that in high school, right? You just, you're a stoic baseball player. You don't say too much. It's the other guys from other places outside of America that, that like to have fun. And by the way, I still think that we, the Blilos podcast, should go to Japan because I hear those games are fun and we should see for ourselves. I think we need a field trip. We, we need to go to Korea. We need to go see the Dodgers and the Showbots yes. next year. Yes. And also what, what Mookie said about Bauer, that could be his relationship with him, right? Like, we don't know what their relationship is, right? In the clubhouse, they, they were cool. They were cool. They were charming. They, they chatted, right? They were cool. And he's like, you know, I like this dude. He's cool with me, right? But maybe that's all he knows him. We don't know if he hung out with him and, and knows him outside and everything, anything associated with him outside, right? In the clubhouse, say, like, that dude's cool with me, dude. I like that dude. You know, yeah. he's one of the he's one of the guys. He right? didn't say that. He said, I love that man. That's well, a very <laughs> he didn't say that guy's cool. Well, I don't know if we'd even be talking about this. He said, I love that man. That is that is saying like I'm going to bat for him almost. Like you can't tell me who to love. I, I love Bauer. And that's well, I mean, I'm sure he loves his teammates. All of whoever's his teammates, probably. I love these dudes, right? He was his oh, teammate. Oh, you're saying that he didn't really mean the word love. Uh, love has different meanings, right? Love has very different. We meanings. love tacos. You're right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's there's very different meanings of the word love. Well, that, again, we don't know. Back to what your main point is, baby faces. I I like to think that he does really have a friendship, a kinship, 
and that he thinks that whatever Bauer did is not the worst uh, thing about him, that he has attributes where Mookie would put himself out there like that because look at the backlash he's getting, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just really compiling. All I'm saying, guys, is this, that if it comes out that Mookie clubs baby seals, then I think the hatred towards him would be justified, all right? But for right now, the only thing he's guilty of is not performing in, in the postseason. And you can be frustrated and you can, uh, but it, it just seems like to criticize him for every little thing he does, that um, that that to me is like, what are we going to do? Uh, Michael Carrillo, look, we, we have so much time to go over how we're going to fix the, this Dodgers team. We're just scratching the surface, okay? They made a move today. Max Muncy, uh, you know, is re-signed. But now we got to see what else they're going to do in the next couple of... How, how many days, Babyface, do they have before we know who, what options they picked up? I think it's uh, like five and ten or something like that. So within the next five days, uh, I know there's one for the options and then one for the qualifying offer. I think the options is the first, and then the qualifying offer will come back in a couple of days after that. So next week, we'll probably hopefully have more information. We're going to start to see, you know, basically, all right, what are the Dodgers going to be? What what their needs are going to be? We already know that pitching, because what Friedman said at the end of the season, they were going to focus on pitching. But again, it's it's a it's a numbers game right now. So I'm curious what they're going to do with the roster. You know, are we going to see Hayward? You know, are we are we are we going to see these guys back? I mean, I like JD. I really, I if there's, I know. I know he, you bring up roster, but I just really wish, I think he comes through when, you know, we need him. But here's the deal, Princesa. Do you, you can't have Shohei and, and JD. I know. That's why I said it's a roster thing. I know. I know. There's no room for him. But, I mean, there's no guarantee that we're going to get Shohei. I wish. I really hope and, so. And, and that's, that's go ahead, baby face. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like, it's like, if you're you're going after Shohei, how how fast can you sign him, right? Or how fast is he going to sign anywhere, right? Because you're going to have guys like JD, Michael off the board, right? There's mutual interest with yeah. Jason Hayward too. Like, are they going to wait on other guys like Jason Hayward to bring them back until they've gotten some with with Shohei? Like, it's like you got to things got to happen pretty quick, or else you know you're going to start losing out on guys. What's going to happen is those teams that have no shot at Shohei or have no interest in Shohei, they're going to be the ones cleaning up and signing guys like JD early and saying, Hey, we'll give you the money because like you guys are saying in the, in the chat right now, this will probably be JD's last payday. So based on the year that he had, he's probably going to try to get as much money as he can, especially with the health problems he's had the last two seasons. So I, I guess my thing is, is in terms of roster construction, Look, we know pitching, but I feel the problem is going to be how seriously are the Dodgers going in on Shohei? And if they are going to go in on Shohei, does that mean we have to wait until that domino falls with Shohei to see how they're going to fill the rest of the, the roster? Because they have their catcher. They have Will Smith. They got Federico at first. Second base, 
that's probably a question in terms of are we going to see Mookie or are they going to bring someone else? Are they going to give Miguel Vargas another chance to play second base this year? Shortstop, Gavin Lux is coming back. Okay. Third base, what are they going to do at third base? Does this mean Muncie is staying at third base? The outfield, you have Mookie in right and you have Outman in center. What are they going to do in left? They still have Chris Taylor. Is Chris Taylor a trade chip? You know, are they? The, the problem is we have so many variables right now that we're just scratching the surface. So we can't go into an in-depth conversation uh, of the roster until we know what what are they doing? Who are they keeping? All right, they're keeping this. Who can we go out and get now? And are they going to get them through free agency or are they going to get them through trades? And and how much money do they have to spend, right? Like how much are they going to spend that they could actually spend on on these guys, right, before they get into a problem like that team down south, right? All right. Let, okay. We're going to end the show with the, the, our, the Babyface's favorite segment where we shit on the show pods. So, Babyface, I'll let you go ahead because this is your favorite segment. Go ahead and bring it. What do you want to shit on the show pods about? Well, no, I mean, there was that report that came out, was it yesterday, right, that the Padres actually had to take a loan out in September, like $50 million or something, to able to be able to meet payroll and to get to the finances for that last month. So, I mean, we've discussed this all last season. Like, where are the Padres getting all this money from, right? Like, all these monies for these huge contracts that they gave Machado, right? They gave they, they gave um, Tatis and Bogarts, right? And they were throwing money at Trey Turner and Aaron Judge last season, right? And there was even talks that they wanted to go after Shohei this season, right? And now the talks have kind of been like, well, they're probably going to trade Soto and they want to cut back on money. Like, I mean, are they really in debt? You think that's really what's going on in San Diego? I think what's going on in San Diego, and it's something to keep an eye on, on, is they lost their TV contract last year. Bally's went bankrupt. So that's money that they were supposed to be getting. Now, the money they were handing out, the contracts they were handing out, I'm sure their Bally's contract wasn't going to cover all that stuff. But still, that was some money that was going to be coming. All I'm saying is be careful. Because if something happens to Spectrum Sportsnet, the Dodgers aren't spending the way they're spending now. The Dodgers can spend the way they spend because Spectrum overpaid and is paying a ridiculous amount of money to the Dodgers. So if it's true what what they're saying, that if they are having money problems, that means they're going to trade Soto. Okay? They're not going to... They're not a player for Shohei. So as much as you guys want to relish in the fact that the show pods are, are going through it right now. I mean, their manager literally left and then did, went on a radio show and did an interview and said, things were just too crazy over there. That's why I had to get out of there. But if they're not players for Shohei, that's one less team that the Dodgers have to, to, to compete with. And they might end up getting Shohei now at their price because they might not have to overpay to get Shohei because how many other teams are out there? Princesa? And now that he's been injured and he's no longer, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want Otani, but if he, if he had just gotten through the season without that injury, because a lot of I, I, what I heard back before he signed with the angels was that the Dodgers did not want to allow 
Otani to play, yeah. to pitch and to hit. Have they changed their minds? Or because of his injury, you know, can the Dodgers put a little pressure on Otani's agent and be like, we want him, but we don't let him? I mean, did the experiment of letting him, Otani, do both? I just, I'm, I'm just curious. I can't wait to see what happens. And I definitely want Otani. Do not come at me. But I'm just curious if that kind of took a little bit of shine off of Otani. What do you guys think? I definitely, I, I think he's going to get less money now than he was originally going to get if he was healthy. But I, I think the question is this, do you go for Shohei who look, the guy has not played in the playoffs. So all this talk about the Dodgers need to get people who perform in the postseason. We don't know what Otani's going to do in the postseason because he's never been there. Right. So we've, I mean, I know Michael Carrillo has brought this up in the sense of the Dodgers need to go out there and get people that are proven, have a proven history of performing in the postseason, right? So are you better served, the money that you would throw at Otani, are you better served at getting guys who are not breaking down, that you don't need to platoon for the whole season? Uh, Jorge Soler just declined his option for the Marlins. He's going to be a free agent. I know that some people don't think Jorge Soler is maybe an everyday player or he's not good defensively, but what I do remember is him hitting a home run that I don't think still has landed against the Astros, and that was in the playoffs. And Jorge Soler, I think he was, wasn't he on the Cubs team too that also won? So I, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot to get like you, princess. I wouldn't mind having Shohei on the team just because I love watching that dude play. But this is the question now that Andrew Friedman and the rest of the team, Michael Carrillo, I would love to have rice arena uh, on, on the team, right? What are they going to do through trades? Can they do anything through trades? How are they going to build this team? You know, what is going to be different? What is more important? Do we get the unicorn in here? Or do we have a team with depth that one through nine is a is a lineup that is, is going to be slump-proof? Didn't the Dodgers want um, Soto before he went to the Padres? I, I don't think the Dodgers are going through Soto. <laughs> I, 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 honestly. Ask question. Answer the question. I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, yeah, no, I, I don't think they they I, I but it's hard to know what they really wanted because they never come out and say anything. But I will say this: I'm very curious if they do end up trading Soto, what they get for him, because I think his reputation is 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 damaged. I know everybody blames uh Machado for the clubhouse down in San Diego, but Soto's a part of that clubhouse too. So I, I wonder if if there isn't any shine that that that's come off of Soto because he's associated with you guys had a super team down in San Diego and you guys couldn't even get into the playoffs when six teams get in. I mean, there's a team that'll take them and want them. I just I just remember being at that All Star game, the home run, the competition, and Dodger fans love yeah. when Soto came up every time Soto. Woo! So just saying, just, just taking it back a little bit. Flashback Friday. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So look, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, once again, 
Uh, here comes the broken record speech, guys. Uh, we really want to give away this Mariachi Joe bobblehead, all right? But we're not going to do it until we hit a 1,000 subscribers. We're almost there. Please, if you want to hear me stop talking about this, get people to subscribe, and then I'll shut up about it so we can give away this bobblehead. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast and to our YouTube channel. We got lives every week, so we're going to be able to talk about what moves the Dodgers are making, what is left, because we are officially in the offseason right now. So there is one move that's been made, and I'm sure we're going to see a lot more. So we're going to be able to talk about it. So make sure you guys join us next week. Bring your friends. Bring your hot takes. You guys are the most knowledgeable Dodger fans out there, and we can't thank you enough for joining us on the show Uh, yo ha sido su servidor Juan Ramírez de parte de mis colegas la princesa de Picolandia and Babyface nos vemos para la próxima this episode of the Bleed Lows podcast has been brought to you by betonline.ag where the game starts thank you for listening to Believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.